Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at Benetar Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is called Working Moms Part 2. Working moms should be a regular topic at the square table because there's no end to working mom stories, choices and expectations, routines and promises. How do they do it? Commitments to families, commitments to work, and commitments to themselves. What causes them stress? What helps them from feeling overwhelmed? I have three very busy moms at the square table with me today. Rachel Caraba, Allison Sherman, and Susie Siegel. You sat in exactly the order I had your names down. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to let them introduce themselves and describe their work family picture, as well as the ages of their children, and a little bit about um, how the juggling is going at this moment in time. Want to go first, Rachel? Sure. My name is Rachel Caraba. I am an attorney. I work at the Public Defender's Office in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I have a wonderful husband named Nick and a little girl named Mila who is four and a half. And that's like a no-stress job? Not at all. Not at all. Zero (laughs) stress. And what kind of hours? I mean, it's... I work around the clock. I mean, I'm not at work, but all of my clients and their families have my cell phone, so I'm constantly texting with them. Obviously, they're in very stressful situations for those that don't know. A public defender is somebody that um, represents people charged with crimes as of now I represent juveniles um so obviously parents are very worried about their children um the children are very worried about themselves and so I'm constantly texting and and, you know making sure they know I'm available all the time okay and we'll come back to how you keep sane and keep your family um I don't (laughs) Okay, we're coming right back to where all the pieces come crashing down for you. Good, good. Because that's reality. Yep. Okay, Allison. Hi, I'm Allison Sherman, and I actually work here at Benetora. Um, I have a wonderful job that I'm so thankful for, a great husband, and I'm familiar with lawyers and how they're available around the clock because he is one. And I know that his hours are crazy, and so our work life balance is just chaotic. Um, We have two amazing girls. Rebecca is four and Sabrina is one and a half. And as you mentioned before we started the the mic going, um, they are in two different programs. They are in two different programs. So in terms of the child care school equation, that gets really complicated for you as well. Oh, goodness, yes. Oh, goodness, yes. Oh, and goodness, and here yes. that's also shocking for everybody out there listening. Like, you know, Allison barely had time um, to be able to participate in some of the family time experience, and Rachel didn't get to participate. So um, unusual for this table, but these moms, um, you know, didn't 
don't get to do um, everything that every other mom um, who comes through this part of the program has been able to do. So choices, choices, choices. Mm-hmm. And Susie. Um, I'm Susie. My daughter, Sarah, is 18 months. Um, I work four days a week, so not really part-time, not really full-time. And luckily, she's in daycare all day, except the day I'm with her. Um, And luckily, my husband works from home, so he has a lot of flexibility um, and is able to help with, you know, pick up and drop off on the days that I'm not. Um, But for the most part, my job is nine to five, you know, checking emails and stuff at night. But for the most part, luckily, there's consistency there. So. And so is your husband the one that is the on call for the sick, the sick school calls? So our sick protocol lately has been we've split the day. Okay. So um, one of us has taken the morning and one of us has taken the afternoon. Her naps have gotten shorter lately. So we've been really lucky with like an hour and a half nap. So one of us will take the morning, and then the other half. So this way we mm, both can work. <laughs> it's hard. Half and half. I know it's how very, that goes. Very hard. I think that every every problem needs a really creative solution yeah. when you are juggling whatever logistics in each career, each family. Um, you're getting ready for a move as well, and you um, you have a family business that you're working in. So you have, I mean, everything gets complicated yeah. every step of the way. Yeah. So I'm coming back to Rachel, and then I'll ask everybody at the table, where and when does it come crashing down, and or how do you, do you do you feel? How do you feel like you're holding it together um, when Rachel says that she doesn't feel like she's <laughs> holding it together? Um. I don't know that it comes crashing down for me. I think I, I just float. Okay. If that makes sense. Well, because you say I'm not holding it together, but that's a self-judgment thing because yeah. the reality is, you know, we've watched you as the mom in the hallway, you know, with a happy child who's who's doing it. And, you know, sometimes doing it feels like getting by to you, but for us it's like she's got it all managed. She's got it under <laughs> control, you know, like, so... Describe what you were feeling when you said. I think a lot of times, you know, it's I get her, it's 4.45, we get home. I know she needs time to kind of wind down, and I'll let her watch TV, but I need time to kind of wind down sure. myself. Um, working moms, moms that are staying at home, but working obviously as well, I think we all feel that guilt, the iPad TV guilt. Yeah. Um, but I... I think, at least working moms, we always have that extra level of guilt because we are not there all the time. So um, keeping it together for me is sometimes, you know, go on the iPad and let me have a glass of wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to say, here's my deal on iPad so terrible. for your sanity. I've, and, I, and I have said this at workshops all around the country, and that is... When you give it and you go like, oh, I feel really bad about giving this. Um, this is a bad thing I'm giving you. Um, but just, just, just use it as the bribe. Right. Then, then you've, you're you're creating this atmosphere around this that that mm, that isn't about the iPad or the experience at all. But if you give it to them and you say, you know what, you had a long day. I had a long day, and I love to have five minutes. And this is your five minutes and enjoy it and so this is special ipad time take it with with all my love and joy and 
thank you because you're giving me the freedom to go do something I need to do. <coughs> and then they get to... <laughs> it's, it's, it's not just semantics either. It's this idea that just says, I'm giving it freely without... Because do you... Uh, and again, somebody at the last working mom table said the first piece of advice somebody gave her when she went back to work was there's going to be guilt. Don't think you can avoid it. Don't think you can get away with it, uh, away from it. But what I want to say is what if what if you know that like the territory just comes with the guilt and when you feel it, you go, is it OK that I need that glass of wine? Is it OK that I decompress? And the answer is, well, of course, like I'm a great mom in 15 minutes and she needs her time too I mean this isn't just a selfish act so to be able to just say you know this is what works for us and I'm really proud we can think of things that work for us and if they work they work I mean I don't care what rules philosophy anything is out there when something works don't change it because you know it's uh, and you don't do you want your girls to know about mommy guilt you know like maybe that's how we break the maybe that's how and you all have girls so it's like maybe that's how we break the the thing you know and I don't know that I've all all my career I've wondered can we get rid of mommy guilt and um, I don't think so I would imagine that even the stay-at-home moms feel guilt you know they do I mean they're they're home all the time and they probably say oh you know I'm if I could get into the mind of a stay-at-home mom I'm sure that they feel like you know oh I should love every minute of this and I should be so appreciative of this but I'm not, and I wish I had adult time. And, you know, so I, I what think that the grass... What does every stay-at-home mom do as soon as their husbands walk in the door? Here! Right. I'm done! Right. I've given all I can give. Exactly. Um, it's it's stressful, and yeah. you can't... It's not a job job. You can do 24-7, 365. And I think that's the hardest thing for working moms is motherhood <laughs> is overwhelming, all-consuming, all-everything, if you define it that way. Right. So, But our time with our kids is compressed. Right. And I think so that's anytime where... So anytime you're away so, from them, you feel that guilt. Right, at 4.45, like, you know, I pick her up, she goes to bed at, you know, 7.30, and right. half the time I'm not, you know, so that's where the guilt comes in. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, one of the wisest educators I ever knew said, use your caregiving time as your quality time. You're going to give them baths. You're going to give them meals. You know, what? It, you're going to put them to bed every night. If those times in the day, you're going to be in the car with them. You know, if those times are you are present, mostly. <laughs> you know, but what if it's, and I don't mean like, you know, fancy meal times. I mean just sitting at the table for 10 minutes and they know mom's going to be here. You know, and that 10 minutes at bedtime that says, how was your day? You know what? Mommy worked really hard today and did really good things for somebody. You know? So, um, let, me, let me put um, Susie into the picture. So, do you have it together? Sometimes? Most of the time? I would barely? say. Barely? No, I would say sometimes. I would say sometimes. Um, we've obviously been through a transition with moving and all that the last couple of months. Um, so it's added another level of stress to the plate. Um, and also Sarah's changed a lot. Yeah. You know, her, her biggest growth spurt has been in the last six months. Um, the first year was a breeze compared to the last six months. So we've all been changing and she's been changing and it's been hard. Yeah. Um, 
So it's definitely hard. She's hitting so. the no in mind stage, yeah. which is the independence of becoming two. And every oppositional stage is going to throw you for a loop because it's their growth spurts. Yeah. And that means you have to pause. And who's got time to pause? Yeah. So, so. And, and I take, I spend a day with her and I, I can totally understand the stay-at-home mom guilt because on those days that... I fit so much in yeah. on that one day. I mean, we, we, we come to class, and then we go run an errand, and then we come home and have lunch, and, and we go, go, go all day long. I am exhausted. It's exhausting, it's exhausting because I feel that we can't just not do something right. because I, I have that guilt of this is our day together, and this is our time, and I have to do as much as I can with her. And how do so. you think she responds to that? I mean, do you think she loves the pace of that day? No, we're both exhausted. We're both exhausted. <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway. We're, we're, we're both exhausted. But sometimes staying home all day is is just as exhausting yeah. because it's better to be in different atmospheres. But we're both. I yeah. mean, I, yeah. I honestly think she's better in a much more structured environment. But selfishly, I'm not with her. So I don't get to see her enjoy music class. I don't get to see her, you know, play with friends and be interactive. So selfishly, I wanted that day. Well, we want you here for your class with us. Um, and how does what's the rest of that day like? I mean, so it's... Um, it's running errands. It's going to the park. It's having play dates. It's, you know, there's nap time. There's, you know, it's, it's a variety of things. Target. <laughs> it's really dangerous how close it is here. For everyone out there, we have a target around the corner for us. So <laughs> it's, and it's, it's a super become, target. It's a yeah, super, super target. It's super, a super in so many ways. It's right. really, really dangerous. So super dangerous. I just try and make them every every week is different. Lately, we've been doing a lot of house stuff, but yeah. you know the, the guilt's there too. The guilt and this compression notion. I mean, I think it's really true because everybody was talking about that on the last Working Mom podcast, and that is. What do you plan for the weekends? It's like the weekends are the catch-up time, the and we are, are going to do everything yeah. that we couldn't fit in. Um, and and we had a similar conversation with the fun dads, which is if I I need to be the fun parent. I want you know like I want to be the parent. I want that's fun. I want to enjoy this. This is precious time that'll never be back again. And so I've, we've got to have fun. And um, and of course one of our families you know had this great video on Facebook this week, which was taking the seven and the nine-year-old to to Disney, and the seven-year-old daughter is in the back seat of the car going, "No, I don't want to." <laughs> go and dad's like it's disney no listen we're going to disney and the bottom line is some days they just it's just too much a tra another transition is just too much so mm -hmm. um i don't know i mean i don't know how to jump off that go ahead allison where where what are your weekends like well, that's definitely a point of contention because, you know, weekends are my time not working. So when do you do house chores? When do you, like, catch up with life? When do you, you know... See your friends. Right, exactly. When right. do you see your friends? When do you see your family? So um, it's, it's definitely hard. And also, you know, my husband spends a lot of time, he's an attorney, he spends a lot of time during the week in court. So sometimes he'll need time during the weekends just to get organized in the office and you know, so he can keep afloat. So that's, um, I would say if there was one area where I didn't have it together, I almost feel like our weeks, because their structure, are easier than the weekends, if that makes any sense. Because yeah. it's the weekends where it's like, okay, let's play catch up from the week. And let's try to, you know, go to Publix and do all the things that we need to do, but also we need to enjoy every second of it because we're not working. And so, um, you know, that's probably 
one of our most stressful times, if you can believe it. Okay, working moms. <laughs> the, the question I haven't dared to ask. So all that house stuff, logistics stuff, is it shared? Or do you get to be working mom and the person that, that organizes and handles um, all that stuff by default, by agreement? Um, Allison? Shared. It sounds like, oh, shared. Okay, even shared. though his work well, schedule is. His work schedule is crazy, but um, but there are certain things that he likes to do. Mm-hmm. So he likes to get their lunch together in the morning, and he'll get that together and make sure everything, all, all papers are, you know, packed. Anything that was backpacked from the night before, he goes through the papers. He likes to fill out forms and do things like that. Um, you know, make sure any payments to. are in. <laughs> yes, he does. He feels like that is his contribution. Um you know, and, and I'm the, the schlepper, and I do <laughs> the, the commuting and the, you know, and the back and forth, and I have to make sure, you know, what's for dinner and all that. So I would say, you know, is it exactly 50-50? Definitely not, but I would say it's shared. It's agreed upon, and it's working as well as it can work with just exactly. too much to do in with too just, few hours. Exactly. <sighs> Rachel? I would say it's 80-20, Nick. Okay. I am very lucky. Nick is the best. Um, I tell him all the time, if he left me, I would not wonder why at all. I would be like, <laughs> duh, obviously. Um, at night, I'm just I'm just drained, and I put Mila to sleep, and I climb into bed at 8.05, and he does the dishes, cleans the kitchen up, you know, at night. Um, he's awesome. And he was raised by a single working mom. Wow. Who... Whip that boy into shape early. So, you know, he was doing his laundry pretty young, and, you know, so I thank her very much for that. Wow. And your weekends? And I'm a slob. So. <laughs> and my mom was a stay-at-home mom for most of my life, me and my brothers. And my mom's very meticulous, but my brothers and myself are all slobs. Wow. And so. your weekends? Um, is it the... Are, is Does he handle all that weekend chore stuff, no, too? No, on the or? weekend we're split. You're split? Yeah. I mean, yeah. me. We're a very good team. Okay. <sighs> We're totally 50-50. Okay. We each have our things, and we just do it. All right, so it's just a question of too much to do in too little time. Yeah. Is that the real question, or is it that the expectations you have on yourselves or you think that the world have, has on you are just beyond possible? I mean, there's only so many hours in the day. I mean, I look at, like, Obamas, and I think, well, how did they do it? You know well, what I mean? Okay. They have a whole oh, right. They have an entourage of <laughs> right. people. So what, what, what are the pieces that keep you afloat? Who are the other I mean, is it the village? Is it, is it the, oh, commu- the, the daycares and the schools? Is it Well, there's consistency family? there. Yeah. I mean, and I think a schedule is really what keeps us afloat during the week. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, I think working parents are just the most organized people on the planet. I mean, because... And we try and split our weekends with something fun and then errands. I mean, we, we try and split up our weekends so that we feel that we've, we've done something that, you know, this way we're not schlepping her all weekend long. So, um, you know. But there's also the guilt at night. So I, I don't know about you guys, but if you ever go out meet a friend at night or that and you don't put them to bed after you've been gone all day, that that guilt sometimes is worse for me mm. because, you know, if you ever want to be social or go to a work event or do something, that's the hardest because you haven't been with them all day. You saw them for a half hour, 45 minutes in the morning, dropped them off. You see them for a half hour, 45 minutes, and then you, you don't even get to put them to bed. So yeah. 
That guilt's hard, too. I almost never skip bedtime. I've probably, in the four and a half years, skipped bedtime maybe five times. Okay. Maybe. And, and again, but some of that is because you're just done at the end of the day, too. No, I just, I don't know. That's like a special that's thing what for you, me. You I, have, I have friends. I've, I don't want to say lost friendships over it, but yeah. I have a lot of mom friends that are like, let's go out at six, you know, and I'm like, I can't go out until 8.15. And they're like, I'm not waiting until 8.15. Right. Uh, so, okay. um, but, you know, <coughs> that's just one thing. I, I, I won't okay. give up. Okay. And, and I think that each one of you probably has one of those non-negotiable, this is what I need, this is what works for us. Yeah. So uh, that's like my day. And how do you how do you what do you do with that guilt? <coughs> I just deal with it. Do you it. still go? Um, do you go and have fun? Oh yeah, I'm good once I leave. And once she's asleep, I feel better, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know, I know it's good for me too. Yeah. So, um, you know, on the on the weekends, I don't want to go see friends and leave my husband and my you know I, I want to spend time right, with him. Right. So, I mean, obviously during the week he's home too, but. You know, at home, we're doing stuff around the house, or we're probably just laying on the couch watching TV. You know, we're not, like, going out for dinner because Sarah's sleeping and we can't leave. So I think it's easier sometimes during the week, but I still have the guilt. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a a tough one, Um, and I think what it just comes down to is if you never went out and you know that you needed some break— then it's going to explode somewhere. And it's and, and how do you honestly look and go, this is what I need, and I want time with my friends, and I want the weekend for my family. Yeah. So Yeah, it's not um, that often, but it's, you know, it's yeah. here and there. And the other thing is how forgiving they are. I mean, it's there's no one way to do this. And when you look at the parents who travel for their jobs, mm-hmm. and you look at the parents, you know, I mean, we've had parents at this table who both parents are traveling at different times mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, that's that just requires new strategies. It's mm-hmm. it, There's no... There's no judgment. There's no. It, it's. I you mean, she's putting. She's getting put to bed by her father. I mean, it's not right. like. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's it's not you. It's that it's, mommy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mommies are supposed to. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. Where's your biggest guilt, Allison? Huh. That's hard. My biggest guilt is probably that you know Rachel kind of alluded to it earlier. You know when you. When you get home, you want so badly to just be in the moment, but it's really hard because you have to have that time to decompress. And it's also, it's it's the juggling. Like, I feel a lot of guilt from both sides that, you know, I have to be this, you know, not perfect, nobody's perfect, but you want to do it all for your kids, but you also want to do it all for your husband and for yourself. And so, you know, a day like, you know, when I come home and I have to start thinking about dinner and it's really after a whole day, I'm going to put them in front of the TV so I can make dinner. But I want to do that because that's the, you know, the the healthy thing to do and the right thing to do. And what, not that my husband expects that at all. Um, I always say the best thing I make is reservations. I am not a chef by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, I like to try. I feel like it's something that's enjoyable and relaxing to me. And you want to be that figure in your family to, to make dinner. Um, But that's a a juggle. Because if you don't cook the dinner, (laughs) then you don't have that all precious family meal time. And if you do cook the meal, then you have this mother thing, this mother nurturing experience that's huge. Right. Takeout goes on plates. On <laughs> it's, it's very fine. true. So, are you a cook? Do you cook dinner? 
I do cook sometimes. During the week, it's hard. I like to cook, but yeah. um, I've tried the crock pot because that's like the perfect, but nothing ever turns out right for me. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> um, but I don't know. A lot of nights I don't even eat, really, dinner. So that doesn't, yeah, so that's not one of your stresses. Is dinner is not my stress now. <laughs> I wouldn't say dinner is necessarily my stress, but it's like the balance of, okay, I'm home. Now, you know, put them down. Now I have to start making dinner. Then dinner's done. Then it's bath time. Then yeah. it's bath time. Let's pick out the clothes for tomorrow. Exhausting. And it's exhausting. And you're, you feel that guilt of like, oh, I didn't, I didn't take in any of those right. moments. I right. didn't enjoy that. Instead, right. if it was like, go, go, go to right. the next thing just to keep yourself able to, be at the next place and be as organized as possible. So, so I said that crazy phrase earlier about being present. Is that just another m- myth um, no. that's just impossible? <laughs> no. No, it's not impossible. <coughs> and, you know, like I said, I, I'm sure that there are stay-at-home moms that would say the same not, thing. No, I mean, that, you know, I can't be present because, you know, it's just so much time and so exhausting. So I don't necessarily think it's because, you know, I'm a working mom that I feel this. I think that that's like a pretty, you know, universal universal feeling that yeah. moms get. Well, on the last podcast, what the mom said is they think when they come home, they are so happy right. to see their children that, right. that they think that those few hours at night are are more intensely quality right. than, than 10 hours all day long. I feel that um, way sometimes. So it's. I think it's just the question of how do you uh, create that nighttime routine yeah. that doesn't feel like another to-do list. I mean, right. we all know what it feels like when you're just like the to-do list is running your life. So maybe it's, you know, then, you know, you do something really silly, like not this week, but, you know, where you go for the... The jump in the pool or the, you know, the, the, the picnic in the backyard or the walk around. You know, I knew somebody that had a neighborhood tree and, and they always visited that tree every day. You know, it's just what's the what's the part that will just feel like something to look forward to yeah. um, rather than, oh, no, 10 more things on yeah. the list. Yeah. You know? We have a little bit of a commute. So we've made our drives sort of like a really fun time. We have a lot of games where we play, you know, name that tune, and we hum songs, and we have to guess what we're saying, or we do, you know, the old, um, you know, I spy or something like that. So I we, think car time is, is the most precious thing. We, we have lots of now. singing contests. We have a lot of dance parties when we get home because I'll put that dance on while, parties you know, it's... work, <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, even if it's you in the kitchen and them dancing, you know, even if it's just... Just yeah. pick the channel, you know, yeah. for, for the tunes. You know, one night's reggae and another night is, you know, rock and roll. Who knows, you know? I don't know. It's I don't think there's magic formulas, but... Um, and it depends on the day, too. You've had a really shitty... Yep. Day. <laughs> you a really shitty day. <coughs> that night is going to be worse. You had a day that was pretty good, then those are the nights you're going to be more present and more, you know... So do you tell her if you've had a bad day? What do your kids know about your work lives or your husband's work lives? Mila, <coughs> I talk to Mila a lot about what I do. Um, it's censored, obviously. It's the one area of my life where I actually censor what I say. Um, <laughs> because I'm very proud of what I do. Yeah, yeah. And I want her to know how proud I am of what I do. Um, I bring her to work with me a lot, like on sick days and things. But I don't bring her to court yet because there's people you know, in handcuffs in a courtroom. And I don't want her to understand yet that severity of mm-hmm. punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, losing the iPad for five minutes is about all I want her to know of the world and yeah. how bad it gets. Yeah. But, you know, she comes to work with me a lot, and she um, knows that I help people. Um, she tells me she wants to be a lawyer. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the cutest it. Name, I mean, she wants to help people. So it's, that's kind of the huge trade-off. Yeah, is that when you're coming home and you had a bad day, mm-hmm. it's not just because you're cranky. It's because you worked really hard at something and you gave a lot of effort yeah. out there in the world. And what if we are okay at teaching them that that's part of yeah. life? And and making a contribution is that, you know, it's not this, like, whistle while you work every day mm-hmm. thing. It's a get out there and push up the sleeves and right. do some really messy stuff to make the world a better place. Well, I think it's important for them, too, to know, obviously, she's the most important thing in the world to me. But there's also <coughs> a lot of other really important things to me. Yeah. And sometimes she's got to be on the side while I deal with the other important things. But I'm always going to come back to her because she's the most important. So There's no question that there's a respect and an admiration and an appreciation of what their place and contribution to the world will be. So there's no question it matters. Yeah. Okay, so Allison, now your girls have grown up watching you work in a place that's very familiar to them. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do you, what, what do you think their experience of your family working life is? Um... Well, I think most people are like, you know, what exactly does she do? I think it looks like a pretty, you know, fun place. I mean, if you probably asked Rebecca what I do, you know, she works with the rabbi. (laughs) That's probably what her answer would be, which is, in fact, yes, what I do. But, um, you know, I think that there's been a few times where she'll... You know, she's very inquisitive, and I'm, I'm saying she, even though there's two, because Sabrina's still young, so she doesn't know. And she's been in daycare since she's, goodness, like 12 weeks old. Mm-hmm. So that's all she knows. Um, but, you know, Rebecca definitely has times when she asks, you know, <coughs> why does Daddy have to be at work sometimes? She said something that I didn't even tell him because I thought it would crush him, mm-hmm. but she said something the other day, like, you know, Daddy's the invisible man tonight. And I was, you know. It's very well read. The d- <laughs> I could. So. I she's watching great movies on her iPad. <laughs> right, right. The invisible man. So. Jeff, now? if you're listening, yes, she said that. Um. But you know what? It's, it's a way of what I appreciate about that. And I think what's hard for parents is when they say these things that really capture the essence of something, it like hits you in the gut. Mm-hmm. It's like, <gasps> very perceptive. that's what they think. When I hear it as this outside observer who wants to celebrate every thought and, and association is like, wow, I, you said something really, really neat. You know, like, yeah, because he's our daddy and he's always here and we don't get to see him as much as we want. You know, like you found a great way to say that. Yeah, because invisible means you're there. You just can't see him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's but it's like let, letting her explore that, letting her, and letting her express it. Yeah. Is so valuable <coughs> because it's her processing. If they didn't, if they only stayed in that nicey nicey world, <coughs> then um, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> we have we have somebody dying at the table tonight. <laughs> um, what would happen is. 
it would just look like this nice world where everything is perfect, and that can't be what kids experience. I mean, for those of us who had working moms, wow. I mean, there was great stuff <coughs> that we watched. There was magic in watching what they did and seeing the places where they did it. So for her to, you know, and then for her to imagine, what do you think daddy's doing now? You know, then she can, anyways, it's, it hurts. It touches on, it, it, it shakes loose like guilt that like yes. comes like, like, yes. you know, in a bad, but I, but I think it's also, <coughs> if you can be fearless about their emotions, I think yeah. it's, it's genius. Poor yeah. Susan. I'm so sorry. We we just told her it would never be the. It was, she wouldn't. She would make it through. But <laughs> I was doing pretty good. Um, what do you think? Um, was, do you think Sarah has a a sense of your work life? I think she's too young. Does she go to the store? Does she does she get to see? No, what exactly. Do you, what store do you rent? <coughs> interior design. Oh, okay. So uh, Brown's interior design. Okay. So no, um, she comes with me, but. I don't think she gets it. Not but, yeah. No, but um, we've dropped her off at friend's house before, and she has, you know, a lot of separations. So, yeah. So yeah. I think, you know, she feels very comfortable there, but um, but I don't think she realizes what I'm doing or where mommy and daddy are today. Okay. So I don't even think she puts together that when we're home, my husband's working. You know, I in front of the computer well, and all that. I, I, I have a feeling. It's just the way, they, yeah, it's the way of life for our months, kids. There's, it is connecting there. I mean, there's this, there's this thing where they, they are so observant, and but they, but she's, she's just coming into language. So I think that for your case, she hasn't found the words for it yet, but yeah. you're going to see it in that play kitchen in no time. Yeah. Like when we pick up a phone and we say, hi, daddy, are you working? Um, all of a sudden there's like a, yeah, daddy's at work, mm. car. You know, I mean, there will, they will, they, under two, they're getting it. Yeah. But they just can't reformulate it for you yet. Yeah, so. I mean, she gets frustrated sometimes. My husband's on a call and the glass doors are shut and she wants to go in and, and she can't. I mean, he's on a call. Right, so right. And she's like banging on them and <laughs> he's waving to her, but like she can't go in and see him yeah. and she gets very frustrated. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, she doesn't understand yet. So. <sighs> All right, Mom. So um, two last things for you. One is what's like the misconception or the thing you want the world to know about working moms? Yeah, let's just leave it at one question to start. Like, what what's the thing, like, when you're out there in the world or you're reading stuff or you're thinking about the conversation, you're like, come on, guys, this is the, the reality. This is what I need you to really, really know. Um, I mean, I think everyone knows it's hard, but I think to be a little more sensitive, I guess, is... Who's the least sensitive? <clears throat> I don't have anybody specific, but we're not you know, a person. But I did the bus. No, what I'm thinking people, is, you know, like you've you've heard the expression. People say, "Oh, you stay." You know, pe- people see men and they say, "Oh, your wife stays at home. What does she do all day?" Well, you know, it's kind of like everybody's sensitive. Yeah. So mm-hmm. no matter what your situation is, mm-hmm. yeah, so, we need to stop the mommy wars. Yeah, the mommy wars are done. I, yeah, it's I not, think that's I mean, the biggest issue is is no matter what, whether you work part-time, whether you work full-time, whether you work in the house, whether you work out of the house, what you know, whether your kid's home with a nanny, whether your kid's daycare. I mean, everybody's got has to do what is best for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you just have to be sensitive to that. And it has to work for the family and for the couple. And that's all it is. I think yeah. that's, and you just have to be accepting of that. 
Okay, so, well, that was a nice politically correct answer, and I'll come back to you. But what's because you because I wasn't what I was thinking <coughs> was that you know the school sick policy. You know, again, they have to have uh, a sick policy, but is it under? <laughs> does it acknowledge working? You know, like does it work for you? <laughs> and not that we're going to change anything here, but the friends thing. Like, let's just go out. Come on, like, just go out at seven thirty. What's an extra half hour? I mean, who are the people that just just always seem to like want more of you or not get what you need them to get? This is this is your forum, so. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the sick policy for me is not so bad because both my husband and myself have very flexible jobs, so it, it, that's okay. Um, and Nancy, if you're listening, you're wonderful. <laughs> uh, no, but she's Nancy's been great at really, in, in the past you know few years, at least since I've been here, um, accommodating us and really understanding that, you know, on winter break, the hell are we supposed to do with our kids for, you know, two weeks, three weeks? Is it sometimes three weeks? Um, so now that they have like the camps and, um, it feels like seven weeks. It does. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Um, I think in terms of the sensitive, you know, I think a lot of moms that don't work outside the home, is that what we say now? Moms that work outside the home. All moms are working moms, right? Okay. Just making sure. I don't, I really don't know, but, um, cause I don't want to do that whole, you know, I'm a mom that works. We all work. I know, I know. Um, the... When you go back to work, there's a lot of, you know, oh, my God, how do you do it? Aren't you like, oh, my God, it's so hard. How do you do it? It's like I don't have a choice. So I think that's the, when you said people need to be more sensitive, I think they need to kind of think of that. But um, You mean after you have a baby? Yeah, 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 sorry. Right when you go back from after having a baby, it's, you know. Because we're still so sensitive then. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're still a basket case. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Allison? You know, I just think that, you know, I talked before about the mommy wars. I think that there's, you know, articles that say it's best for your kids if you're home with them during this year, you know, these amount of years, and there's scientific research. And then in that same breath, you can read something that says (coughs) that kids can benefit from working parents. And, you know, so I think at the end of the day, you have to just go with what works for you and works for your family and you kind of have to tune everything else out. There's going to be the people that are going to say, "Oh, don't you feel bad that you're not there all the time?" and, you know, if you have a nanny, which I don't at the moment, I rely on my parents and other people to help me, but, you know, I've heard people bash that too, like, "Ugh, oh, I would never have somebody else raising my kids." <laughs> you know, how many times have you heard that? Um, you know, essentially, I do have other people raising my kids. I rely heavily. I wouldn't be able to do it without, you know, both sets of parents that we definitely <laughs> have. Um, you know, so I think that everybody, you know, has to kind of just do it for themselves and be in this for themselves and do what, what works for your family. I think people who don't have young kids in the moment, I, I, I know most women and most couples have had kids and, you know, obviously they're older, but unless you have a young child and you're raising a young child, it's very hard to relate. Mm-hmm. I, I, I find that, you know, just from co-workers or family friends you know unless you have a young child and you know the routine and you know how stressful it is I mean a lot of people have been there done that but you kind of forget you like a look at a restaurant when they look at you when you give them the phone 
yeah. people met, uh, right? Like, even though, like... So the technology one is still always going to be one of the right, most sensitive. Right, like, that's gas. Like, yeah, or on an airplane. couple looks at you, and you're like, oh, my God, I just gave my kid my phone. These people right. are looking at me like I'm a monster, you know? Or but, you look at your phone, and you're with your child. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you're one of those bad role model parents. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. But I've noticed that. So, you know, I just... I. You know, I think people have been through it, but you forget. And it's very different when you have school-aged children versus when they're early childhood, totally and even before different. early childhood, when before early childhood, <laughs> when, when you're like before school. When and you it's have different to when you're a mom of one and you're a mom of two or you're a mom of three. It, everybody's got different situations, but I think if you're not living it, you're much more critical. All right, mm-hmm. so let's just stop all that judgy stuff. Come on. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're good at. Okay, and the wrap-up is, how do you have this? You got this. You figured this out for yourselves, whether it's changing work schedules, allowing yourself to work from home sometimes. I mean, you've made accommodations, you've made changes, you've been doing this for at least a few years, um, almost with kids. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) almost, the terrible twos are here. (laughs) And you're doing it through moves. I mean, yeah, so so how do you, how do you, how have you got this for right here, for right now? Because Susie's going last because she's not sure. I, no, I, I you just take it day by day. I just take it day by day. And what does that mean? I used to be a huge planner, and I am not anymore. I, I, I have to just kind of take it because Sarah's different. Every week she's different. She changes and what she likes to do and what she likes to eat. And some mornings she likes to get dressed, and other mornings it takes me an hour for her to get dressed. So you just kind of have to take it day by day. And... You know, there's weeks where we're all sick and there's weeks where we're all healthy and you just have to live in the moment because I love it and this is why I'm happy we did <coughs> working mom number two because the my takeaway from the first podcast was oh my gosh these are the most organized women I have ever met in my oh, right. life so we're like the most unorganized <laughs> women you've ever yeah, you met got the opposite. <laughs> around the table yet but but what I love from Susie is saying you know what like I can't I can't my life won't be organized right now I can't fit it in that box I cannot you know like I need freedom flexibility and I need to just go with it and so uh, it's that reminder out there that even from within from one podcast to another there are no rules that you can generalize to everybody out there so We needed that, and thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Allison? I am with you, Susie. I... I am not organized. I never was. Motherhood has taken that to the next level of an organization. Um, But you just... You just do it, you know? I have people ask me all the time, how do you do it? How do you juggle so much? And, you know, you just... You just do. You have to. You have to. You just have to. How do you keep saying? Um, I rely on my friends and my family. I have a ton of support, and I couldn't do it without without that support system. Yeah, I like that, too, because it also says, you know what, <coughs> when you say, how do you let somebody else raise your children? How do you let, how do you, why would you want to do any of this single-handedly right. or within one tiny little family where two people could, you know, it's, there's two people. Aren't enough. It's the it's the it's that it's line so from the movie about a boy, and it's like no 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 no. Like one person can't cut it, and two people would never be enough. So like bring in all the reinforcements all over the place because we all need help, whether in, in in families all over the place. Yeah. What's the question again? How? D- <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. You got this. How do you got this? 
Um, it goes by so fast, and you just can't dwell, I think, on the hardships, the little hardships, because weeks go by, months go by, and she's still there. She's still great. I haven't ruined her completely. <laughs> um, my house looks like a break-in almost all the time has happened. Um, you just got to let things go and That's so important, it. yeah. Like, yeah. And be just grateful, grateful for what you have. I like it because it's, you know, Gratitude. she's remarkable and amazing. And she has a big personality because she has parents with personality <laughs> and and. Who are who are it's who are big in this world, and that's a great thing. And then that final thing is, and let that other stuff go. You know, you don't have to have it all together like that. Let the house go. Let the other stuff go because um, what you're doing and the choices you're making are so perfect for your kids. And um, I salute you. Thank you. Thanks for being Thank here. You. Thanks for having us. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.